Today on The Outer Twilight, Mike and AJ talk about the San Diego Comic-Con and all the goodies coming from Marvel, DC, and some other corners of the creative universe. Please join us on our season finale of The Outer Twilight. Welcome to Lucky Episode 13 of the Outer Twilight Podcast. In today's episode, we will spend some time talking about what happened this past weekend at the San Diego Comic Con. Joining me as always is AJ Craig. I'm Michael. And uh, we're going to have a look at San Diego Comic Con. So, just to set the table here for us, and hi AJ. Um, (laughs) Hi Mike. We're going to assume that anyone listening to this is familiar, at least passingly, with uh, San Diego Comic-Con. We're not giving a breakdown of, oh, here's everything that happened. These are the kind of the things that caught our eye. Sound fair? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that's fair. And I think we'll start with kind of this general stuff, then we'll talk a little bit of DC, and then we'll talk about the show Stealer from Saturday, which was uh, all the Marvel announcements and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So I know the first thing that I saw that came out was the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves trailer. Did you see that? I did. And I'm actually like as someone who just started playing Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. I mean, I mean I'm obviously familiar with it and I, I watched the old Saturday morning cartoon and everything, but I'm new to it. I, I, I was excited, um, especially the fact that out of all the monsters in the D and D universe, there was an owl bear in the trailer, which for some inexplicable reason, I just think is one of the coolest monsters that they've ever come up with. So I thought that was kind of cool, but uh, yeah, no, I liked it. What did you think of it as a D and D guy? I was, I find it interesting that like, it starts with the, you know, that it's mostly about thieves, which isn't necessarily my, my big thing. Although they do reference, okay, well, we need someone who can do magic. We need, you know, the brute force. We need uh, all these different aspects of what is traditional um, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, as somebody who's been doing it since, you know, I was uh, early teens. Um, I think the biggest thing that really stood out to me is that Chris Pine looked like he was having the time of his life. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that he was, like, really, really enjoying it. And the illusions that to that there's a lot more to come that they weren't showing all their cards. Like there's this brief thing of, okay. Oh, and he's a bard and he's going to do some music, but we're not going to show it to you yet. Um, it looks fun. Like it's not taking itself super serious. And so I'm hopeful. Um, yeah, I'm going to say I'm hopeful with it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it looked fun primarily. I'm sort of hoping for uh, Hugh Grant scenery chewing kind of character because he seems like that'd be the, you know, that would fit with what they showed us for the movie, I thought. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. I was surprised. It caught me off guard. It was kind of the first thing that dropped. And, uh, you know, I, I actually think it would be a good thing to point out uh, that for me, like I, I follow, I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con, but I follow it pretty much every year. They have it, um, tend to be glued to YouTube, you know, glued to the feeds, the chats, IGN basically has perpetual 
chats that go on during the day. And I felt like this year it was a bit sort of recovering might be a good way to put it. Like SDCC felt like it was kind of a shadow of its former self. It used to be the tentpole event for comic nerds, you know, across the world in, in a lot of ways. And this year it felt like they were trying their best, but it just didn't seem like there was as much news coming out of SDC this year, SDCC this year as we would normally expect. But Well, I think what we found particularly with COVID is that they haven't had a full on in-person Comic-Con for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and I think with the proliferation of, you know, like Warner brothers, DC or DC had like their fan. What do they call it? DC fandom. Yep. Yeah. They have, they have that, you know, we've got D 23 coming in September where Marvel has kind of held back and then, you know, star Wars stuff with all the Disney announcements I, and that. And I like, we didn't see was, any star Wars stuff this weekend at all. No, I was actually surprised that Marvel, which we'll talk about eventually, but I, I, I was surprised that Marvel actually showed as played as much of their hand as they did. Um, to be honest, like I, I kind of was expecting sort of a bit, of, a few dregs, maybe a new trailer, certainly for Wakanda forever, which we did get. Um, but I was surprised D 23 is going to be Disney itself. So all of their upcoming projects and then, uh, star Wars. So we'll probably get some updates on, um, rogue squadron and a few other Andor, uh, Cass- the Cassian Andor series is coming up pretty quick and, you know, things like that. And Marvel, I have no doubt we'll get a few more trailers, a little more, uh, and I'm suspecting we'll get some fantastic for casting announcements and stuff. What else caught my eye? Um, so there was two things in particular that caught my eye. Otherwise, um, uh, sort of outside of DC and Marvel. Uh, the first would be the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power uh, trailer that came out for Amazon Prime. Um, it starts um, later on this year, September, early September, I believe. Um, it looks fabulous. Um, it, 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 I mean, clearly Amazon has poured just a ton of money into this. I, it's like a billion dollars, isn't it? Uh, something insane like that. But I, I think for me, I was having a hard time getting a strong sense of the story. I mean, obviously you don't want them to, you know, reveal everything in the first season or or reveal everything in the trailer. But, uh, it seems to be about the origin of Sauron, which always those kinds of origins always make me a little bit leery just because, you know, part of what makes Sauron so like scary in the, in the um, Lord of the Rings trilogy that Peter Jackson did is you don't really know a lot about him. If you're a Tolkien fan, there is stuff in the Silmarillion. It's just hard to really tell how much is stuff that they have adapted from Tolkien's writings and how much of it is stuff that they are writing connective tissue for. Um, So it looks amazing but I really didn't get a strong sense of what it's really going to be. Um, some of the locations well, I, were nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found that when word first came out that, you know, oh, they spent, they're going to spend a billion dollars on a TV show and they're going to make, you know, Lord of the Rings. And I thought, okay, well, it seems to me that the trilogy was pretty definitive on that. And I, and I didn't do any research. I didn't hear anything. And I thought, are they just going to remake what we've already had? And I found that the stuff that came out with San Diego Comic-Con 
was helpful because it allowed me to dig a little bit deeper into what actually was going on, what the show is about. And it, and it is based on, you know, the second age. So the, the trilogy that we got, the main Lord of the Rings is the third age. And this right. is the second age talking about the first stage a bit, but yeah, the, the flashbacks that we got at the beginning of Lord of the Rings, where it talks about the rings and the, the, the crafting of the rings and stuff like that. This is telling that story and mm-hmm. their flashbacks will be to the first age and um, like the tree of life or whatever it's called and all that kind of stuff. And it mm-hmm. kind of, I don't want to say it rescued it for me, but it did, it did what it's supposed to do. It piqued my interest. And I think that I will definitely be watching when it comes just to see what they have to say. And it's good to know that it's not just a retread of stuff that we've already had that it is. Mm -hmm. And and it's not just, you know, something that they're making up, you know, whole cloth. It's, Mm -hmm. it is based on, um, Tolkien and Christopher Tolkien's writings. Um, and so it's based in that world. It's not where, okay, based loosely on the story of Lord of the Rings or inspired (laughs) by Lord of the Rings. And here we go. Um, so it it did its job. It got me interested. Yeah. And I'll be watching it. I just, uh, it'll be, it'll be more, I, I don't know how fast I'll watch it. It might be more more uh, accurate i don't know if it'll be something worth binging or not but uh the other thing that really uh got me excited was john wick uh chapter four or uh, although all we got was a teaser um but if you know if you're a fan of john wick what i what i was not expecting when i started the series was such a um such a focus on world building um where you it's sort of this other it's not our earth really. When you look at the John wick movies, there's like an, you know, an official underground that's, you know, you talk about organized crime. We're talking about crime organized on a absolutely global scale with a sense of honor and currency. And, you know, like it's really fascinating to see where they take it. Um, And John wick chapter three had such an awesome cliffhanger which was cool because, you know, three movies is often all any franchise really gets. And then they have to go on a break for a while. And so to see the end of John wick chapter three and be like, Oh man, they're like committing to at least one more film. And then to hear that they're going, well, we're making four and five back to back is kind of like, wow, that's (laughs) so to see a trailer of that was essentially, I'm sure basically the first, like sort of a compressed first, couple minutes of the of the series or of the movie i should say the first movie and then sort of some quick shots of what was happening um yeah what was there anything else that stuck out for you that uh you were intrigued by at sdcc um yeah i saw that uh they had a bunch of information with the star trek picard talking about its third season is it and yep. kind of bringing the band back together and a lot of the next generation individuals are going to be playing, you know, a bigger role throughout that, um, it, which is just it, interesting to note and that, the, that they're doing that. They're all getting kind of long in a tooth, I suppose. But, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I think, if, I, I guess I'm a very passive Star Trek fan these days, but, uh, that's the kind of, the next generation is the series that came out when I was a teenager 
and it holds a special place in my heart, which same as I, I think the generation before us that had, you know, the original series has that special place in uh, people's heart for them. Um, I, I just remember, I just remember writing finals the year and I don't remember which grade it was. It might've been uh, probably grade 11 or something like that, but I just remember it was going to write a final after the episode, the cliffhanger where Picard becomes a Borg. And that's all that anyone talked about as we were getting ready to write our final exam, whatever that final exam was, was everybody, Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, I can't believe we have to wait until September to find out. And it was just all the talk and stuff like that. So yeah, to see that, that, that group of characters come back was interesting. I found it interesting. Now these are two shows that I both want to watch, but I haven't yet, but Mm. I'm intrigued by the idea that lower decks and strange new worlds are going to have a crossover. Uh, the animated show and the live action show are going to have a crossover. So I'm intrigued to, to see how they pull that off and how they make that happen. And because they're tonally very different. Okay. So DC didn't have a lot to say. Uh, we had another Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer. Yep. Which the big, my big takeaway from that is. Helen Mirren. That's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, because a lot of people didn't realize that Lucy Liu had actually taken a break from acting for a long time. And this is kind of her, one of her comebacks. Right. And so she, she was on elementary on TV, but she hadn't really done many movies. And so this is a comeback and they're a great pairing. I think Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu will be great together. Um, and as, as far as I know, that's the first legit trailer we've had of, shazam fury of the gods um and i'm excited for it I, it looks really good it looked maybe a little samey um but i'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt just because i enjoyed the first one so much you know have you did you see the first shazam yeah i saw the first shazam yeah. um it's i enjoyed it it was fun don't think i would ever watch it a second time mm but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So what I like about it is, I mean, there's, there's a bit of an eighties to it because it has some legit, like <laughs> I was watching when we watched it as a family, there was a couple of scenes where I was like, Oh, uh, this is kind of intense. Like when the seven deadly sins go to town on the boardroom, uh, in that one scene. And it's kind of mm. like, you hear it from the out, but there's crunching and cracking and that, you know, like <laughs> it's a little bit, it's a lot. Right. So, <laughs> but I think from that perspective, it has a fair bit of rewatchability. Like I know my kids have rewatched it a few times. Um, so yeah, it's, I like it that way. So I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to the second one. Um, Zachary Levi definitely looks older in this one. And I don't know whether that was his haircut or what, but it just seemed like, you know, it doesn't feel like it's been that long since the last one. And, and he looks like he's aging a bit now, finally. Yeah, he did. He did look different. Yeah. So that, that did strike me, but yeah. And so I don't know DC, DC very well. And, and I, I feel bad about this because it's like before the Shazam movie, never heard, had heard of the character. And before all the, you know, before the rock decided that mm. he was going to make everyone know who black Adam was, I had never heard of the character. 
And whereas, you know, Marvel, it's like, oh, we're going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Right. And I'm like, cool, man. I remember reading Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's like, where the general fan is like, the what? Or or even in, in Miss Marvel, it's like, oh, the bad guys are <laughs> clandestine. And it's like, even the hardened Marvel people are like, the what? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I collected that. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so DC, yeah, it's deep not cut. familiar with, I, but I enjoyed new stuff and shazam was was good to learn that and so black adam is another one that i'm not familiar with but seems to be For a big deal I, we should yeah, maybe just kind of touch on too i think it was more glaring with the the dc slash warner brothers stuff is the lack of the lack of things that maybe should have been there um there are yeah, um, I mean, there's a Flash movie that's supposed to be coming out this fall, and there was no trailer. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Ezra Miller has been in the news and has caused some fairly major issues. Um, basically, you know, you have almost an unprecedented problem where you have the main character of The Flash, uh, played by Ezra Miller, who has participated in borderline, if not actual, criminal activity. Um, and they're trying to figure out what to do with their movie at this point, I think. Um, however, they can't not release it because Michael Keaton's Batman is being reintroduced and is meant to be a part of further projects. So, yeah, um, there's also, you know, with the release of the Snyder cut, it, um, and then the subsequent news that possibly that the campaign was done by bots, which I think is an excuse. Um, it seems pretty clear to me that DC Warner brothers is struggling. They, <laughs> they, I don't think they know what to do. Um, and my guess would be that there's somebody in the higher ups. That, yeah. I, I think there's somebody in the higher ups that needs to get canned or be told to lay off because there's, yeah, there are lots of people I'm sure that could do a great, a job, a great job. Just like Kevin Feige does with Marvel. Um, but Warner Brothers just needs to relax and try and make it happen in a way that's positive for everybody. Well, DC really doesn't seem, or Warner Brothers, I guess, for that matter, doesn't really seem to know for sure what they're going to do with everything. Uh, measuring out the Snyderverse no. versus, um, okay, we've got some characters, some actors playing characters that we really like. We have some Ezra Miller that are imploding even as we speak. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, do they want to continue? Do they want to, but they have all these projects that are in the can that, you know, like I'm just looking here at the, the flash movie. Um, it is slated for June 23rd of 2023 at this point. Oh, they push it back. And how oh, they, I forgot. About and that. the budget, like that's $200 million. You know, that's a huge investment to not, follow through with but when your yep. main character well, makes that problematic it's uh you know what do you do with that and it's been meant to basically kind of re-stabilize the dc universe the dc eu such as it is um and there's things that are i find frustrating like they are not going to find a better superman than henry cavill i don't know why it's taking so long um i'm a fan of of, uh, well, I love Superman. 
Henry Cavill is the best replacement for Christopher Reeve in, you know, I mean, Christopher Reeve's going back 40 year, years or more now. And, you know, he embodies the part in such a way that I feel like literally anyone would be inferior to, you know, it's sort of like knowing that Henry Cavill's out there doing other things would be frustrating to me when it's like, but he could be playing Superman. He's so good at it, you know? And right. anyway, but so, so yeah, SDCC kind of, uh, well, not SDCC, but Warner brothers. Um, yeah. It, it felt like they were kind of a bit at a loss, almost like they were caught off guard um, of not really knowing what to do. So, well, and their, their stuff came out Saturday morning, correct? Mm-hmm. So yep. you almost wonder if they looked and they saw that, okay, Marvel's actually here. Marvel's going to be rolling out some stuff. Maybe now's not the time to put things out there because it's just going to get overwhelmed by the Marvel news anyway. And so we wait a bit and put it out at a time when it's actually going to register. But it seems like there's always Marvel news. And so when is that time other than when, you know, they have their fandom (laughs) um, to get that information out and what time of year is there fandom and is that a annual event now for them? Uh, DC DC fandom, I think is January or at least it has been the last couple of years. So, so that would make sense if you have a June release of the flash movie to really start ramping things up for, and that's kind of after that's maybe kind of a dead time for Marvel news per se, other than maybe series coming out and stuff like that. So maybe there was no point in putting anything out right now. Their scheduling seems to be spring. There'll be one movie. So usually March, a movie comes out for um, Marvel. Right. And then there's uh, May and July or August, depending. And then there's a November. And so then basically you have a bit of a dead zone between November and March where you can get some stuff out there and it's, you know, not the box office isn't being dominated by the competition really. Um, so yeah. And then D 23 always happens in, in September of that, of that, of the year. Um, so then I guess we should move on to Marvel. Hey, cause that's where the bulk of what we have to talk about is. Um, yeah. Do we want to kind of go through it in order? Well, I guess kind of the big thing is, is that they, I don't want to say surprise because I was kind of anticipating it a little bit, but it, it was still a surprise that they laid out as much as they did about what their plans are. A lot of what I've been hearing mm-hmm. in the last few weeks and stuff like that, like looking at recaps of Miss Marvel and um, the recent projects is like, okay, but we don't know where this is all going. We don't know where this is going, you know, and a lot of stuff has been coming out where phase four is now to talk about that's kind of like the reaction to the blip and the reaction to the events of end game. Yeah. Uh, but, and there's like been, it's a trend. Yeah. And there's been little hints and stuff, but like nothing big. And even that conversation has actually bothered me because really, because when phase one, you know, as we know it now was coming out, we didn't know where it was going then either. There was this hint no. that there was going to be an Avengers movie, but, we didn't know that, you know, there was going to be this, you know, connective tissues, particularly to what we ended up seeing. And I think to put phase four 
have the expectations of what we saw really not until phase three on you know these early projects i think is, is completely unfair so anyway so we got told that uh you know okay phase four is going to end with wakanda forever in november and that ant-man and the wasp quantum mania will start phase five and we got told what phase yeah. six is going to look like so yeah why don't we run through this in a little bit of chronological maybe we can talk about each project a little bit or as much as we want when we get to each point on it and then uh talk mm -hmm. a little bit about what wasn't mentioned although we could start with the fact that friday was actually marvel animation talk first that was kind of separate because mm -hmm. they talked about um the spider-man series animated series freshman year. freshman year um there wasn't a lot to come out of that. I think the only thing that kind of made me somewhat excited was another, but it was always just like another mention of X-Men 97. Um, they didn't really, I think they showed more at the panel than they ever released online. Um, but there was Spider-Man freshman year. There was I Am Groot, which actually comes out sooner than I anticipated uh, in August, on August 10th. There's uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, um, the I Am Groot series. Uh, did I say that one already? Uh, what if season two? Um, yeah, and what if season two? Marvel Zombies is getting its own series yeah. that is apparently mature, going to be R rated, which is interesting. Yeah, ma. Um, so yeah, there was some interesting stuff. It just didn't seem like there was a lot of detail, really. Um, I don't know if you felt that way. I just, I kind of was just more. Yes, these things are happening. That's, and, and we'll give you the details <laughs> you know. in D twenty three. Yeah, or I mean, a lot of those projects are really far away. Like uh, freshman year, I think they said was twenty twenty four. So that's a long ways away yet. Um, X Men ninety seven will be out sooner, I think. Um, I'm curious to see whether X Men ninety seven and bringing that series back, if they're going to have any synergy between sort of how they're planning on bringing back the X Men into the MCU proper, um, if it's going to be reflective in that way. Um, does it mean really there's a lot of great stuff that you could launch off of uh, from X-Men 97, just in terms of ideas. I don't mean that they would mirror each other. I just mean that they would sort of have some similarity with maybe important characters and things like that. Well, and my understanding um, is, and, and, and I've seen very little of the original X-Men animated series that this X-Men 97 will be a continuation mm -hmm. of, and apparently like a direct continuation of where they left off that, Xavier's in space. Yep. They showed that Magneto is going to be leading the X-Men and, you know, they had the class, like his, his purple outfit with the M on it. And, um, from when, you know, in the comics, you know, a very similar outfit to when he was kind of leading the X-Men for a while. Um, it's very 90. Yeah, it does. It does <laughs> have that look. And I believe it's the same voice actors coming back for the series yep. and stuff. So, and, I mean, and there are some story, there are some storylines in that that I would love to see them do. Uh, I would love to see the animated version of Age of Apocalypse. Um, I would love to see uh, New Genesis. Uh, yeah, the the Jim Lee, like when there was the you know uh, just regular just X Men, right? The Jim Lee brought out some of the storylines from there were great. Like when uh, 
Wolverine gets his his adamantium ripped out and stuff. There's some of those animated storylines that that's kind of what X-Men 97, the original X-Men animated series did was adapt some really good comic storylines into some really good animated versions. Well, and I think one of the things um, that intrigues fans, in fact, in fact, as a 90s X-Men guy, you would love the series, I think, because it's just so great at that. Yeah, well, I think one of the things that probably intrigues a lot of fans is that here we had in multiverse of madness when they brought out uh on earth 838 professor x he was in the yellow mm-hmm. chair from the animated series and they had the theme uh play over that and have you seen have you seen all of miss marvel now yeah, I have, okay. yeah and so when they make their first yeah, mention, mention in the mcu yeah. of mutation they play that little that little clip it of the theme from x-men 97 uh so i think that you know piques the interest in in fans who want to see a connection in everything or are trying to see a connection in everything uh and wonder okay mm. are they going to be hinting at stuff is you know is it a suggesting that you know okay these are the x-men that they're going to be bringing into the live action or or is it just which to playing off something to segue into phase to segue into phase four or, or the end of phase four with uh, Wakanda Forever. Um, that trailer, there's a lot there uh, to unpack in in that trailer. Um, and and you know if you haven't watched it already, go watch it. But and I don't think we should talk about it at length because there's lots of other places you could find um, a lot of stuff about that. But it's very intriguing to me that Namor Namor's birth is a major feature of that trailer mm-hmm. um you know it was funny at first listening to commentators going oh they're showing a birth in wakanda and like and then it was on the second viewing i noticed the wings on the baby's feet and that's trademark namor um he's got the little wings on his feet and stuff and then the fact that they also delineate the fact that namor like atlanteans in the marvel universe are blue um and Namor is the ruler of the Atlanteans. And so it seems to me that they are amplifying the fact that he's a mutant. Um, he, it, it with a capital M mutant, like he is like full on X-Men mutant. Like he's, he's, and they're introducing mutants into the Marvel universe through him is my guess. Um, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot going on there that in that movie, um, that we don't see coming. I think there's going to be some big reveals because one of the big complaints at SDCC, I don't know if you notice this, but in a lot of commentary, people were like, still no mutants, still no mutants. Come on. You know? Um, and yet they are starting to do some stuff. I think it's just, you know, we're a little bit, please announce it, but please don't make it suck. You know, like there, there's kind of that aspect to it, you know? Well, and I get a sense that it's going to be a case where they just, they haven't used the terminology just yet but there's going to be characters that we have seen that they're going to point out that okay it's a mutation and that caused what's going on with them and that in fact makes them a mutant you know somewhat retroactively and 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 not necessarily where okay we're rewriting the history but it's like we never we didn't have the terminology we didn't have the need for the terminology uh before and it won't be no, until yeah. we actually have a professor Xavier and that, you know, the label starts getting put on there or maybe they well, never do. I have, I have, no, yeah. I have no doubt that Wanda and Pietro will retroactively be labeled. Mutants. I think that's probably 
a given. Like, I think that'll totally happen. Um, I think they'll actually work in the fact that Magneto is their parent, their, their dad, their real dad, um, that there's, it would be very easy for them to do that. The one thing I'm kind of wondering, because it seems very MCU is if that they are, if they do introduce mutants that, um, storm will be Wakandan, mm. I think is what they will do. Um, cause it would seem like a very good way to dovetail storm into the story. Uh, especially given the comic book relationship she has with black Panther and Wakanda. Right. Um, I think having her, her be introduced as a, as a citizen of Wakanda would, would make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So that's kind of phase four, um, moving into, well, in the end of phase four. So Although then, before, before we do phase five, they did have a new uh, she Hulk trailer, which I thought was worlds yes. better than the previous one. It yep. was really good. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it's going to be funny, <laughs> quite funny. There was a lot of great guest appearances in there. I thought was great. You know, having abomination in there was kind of, I mean, I figured he'd be in it, but having a good look at Titania, um, I'm kind of thinking that, well, I mentioned it to you that, you know, wrecking crew, it looks like wrecking crew is in the trailer. I've watched it a couple times since and their weapons are glowing purple. So I have to think that's Wrecking Crew. And then towards the end, she's kind of fighting a guy laying on a couch. And I think that's Absorbing Man. I think that's Crusher Creel mm. is is who it's going to turn. Because Crush in the comics, Crusher Creel and Titania are a couple. And it wouldn't surprise me if they had them as a couple in the, in the show. So I'm thinking we're going to get kind of a fun kind of... Uh, Hulk has a lot of sort of B-list villains that are kind of fun. Um, and so it'd be great to have sort of to see, see that stuff in She-Hulk, at least to start with. So, so the nerd in me yeah. gets wondering because there was, was there not in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. an Absorbing Man? I thought they had that character in there. Um, Crush, uh, maybe. But anyway. They haven't had him in the MCU proper, and now we're not sure whether uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon anymore or not. Well, see, and that's the thing, is like if so, they do have the character and it's somebody completely different, it kind of would suggest that. Confirms. Yeah. Okay, so that's so, so that'll bring us to the end of Phase 4. And so they announced Phase 5 starts yeah. with Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantum Mania. And kind of the big thing that came out... Well, there, there were a few interesting things. Apparently... At in Hall H, where they do these announcements, they showed uh, people there some clips from it, um, including mm-hmm. a first really good look at Kang the Conqueror um, and him talking mm-hmm. with Ant Man. And, uh, you know, where Ant Man says, you know, I'm an Avenger. And Kang says, I'm a Conqueror. And it's like, do I know you? Have I killed you before? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And, but also, yeah. they showed a clip of Bill Murray's character, confirming that, yes, he's in there. And his character potentially is an alien type, but probably in the quantum realm, knows Janet Van Dyne. Um, oh. And Modoc is in there. And uh, no confirmation on who's playing Modoc, although it was suggested that uh, the guy who played Yellow Jacket might be Modoc. Um, and a, Corey still a twisted version of him from being in the quantum realm, but, uh, we'll see. And, and of course, and then they had the poster with, uh, they don't, don't say her name, but 
Cassie, his daughter, you know, possibly stature, possibly yeah. a stature. Um, apparently she had another name as well, but which one, are, but in yeah. costume and stuff like that. So, so that should be interesting. Our first really good look at Kang as a conqueror in that. Yeah, I think that one has potential to be a, a lot of fun. I think, you know, given that it's Ant-Man too, and sort of has, you know, I've gotten a little bit uh, gun shy with Thor being what it is now too. I'm hoping that they manage to balance the adventure and the fun in a better way in, in Quantumania. Um, with it kicking off phase five though, I'm really hoping that, you know, it's got the, the gravitas that it's supposed to have. Right. Um, well, I think so, by necessity yeah, I'm, I'm it would looking, have to. Yeah, I, love Paul, I love Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think it's going to have to have that gravitas. Well, I think Jonathan Majors is going to bring that gravitas. Of course, yeah. you could say the same thing about Christian Bale, but I think that uh, I felt in the first two Ant-Man movies that there was a decent balance between, like they were smaller stories um, as far as mm-hmm. the stakes and the scope and stuff like that. But, you know, the it wasn't driven by the comedy. It was just like that, you know, the Ant-Man character, Paul Rudd is less serious in a lot of ways. Mm. And so the comedy was there, but it wasn't about the comedy where I think, you know, Thor love and thunder Mm. was just about, okay, how can we make jokes and stuff like that? And kind of lost, you know, some of the power that could have been there potentially. Mm Um, I don't, so, Let's maybe kind of do sort of like, so let's touch on the ones we're really stoked for and kind of maybe, cause I don't think if we, we just talking about all of these things is going to take forever. Um, well, my, my next note is guardians Siri. three. Yeah. And that's what I'm really looking forward yeah. to. Um, yeah. And you know, they're going to be really digging into rockets background and, you know, they introduced the high evolutionary, and that he'll be the, mm-hmm. the main villain, apparently, for for the movie. They had, uh, is it Will Coulter? Um, he'll be playing Adam yeah, Warlock. Will Coulter, yeah. He's going to be Adam Warlock, yep. And, uh, boy, he looks a lot different than he did in uh, We're the Millers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then there's, yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm excited for too. I'm curious to see how they're going to leave it off, if there's going to be a new team by the end, or there at least hints at a new team. Um, well, they've said... Maybe what we can, we'll, we'll go through the movies instead of just, yeah. like, the TV stuff will kind of be its own thing. But, well, I, I just uh, want to so say about, after with, Guardians, with Guardians that James Gunn has said that, you know, this is the end of the Guardians era, and mm-hmm. there may still be a Guardians team, but it won't be the same team, and it's kind of the end of the story that he's going trying to tell with these characters and stuff like that. Um, and, and I think that's good. And I thought it was also interesting is that most mm. of the actors and James Gunn all teared up talking about the movie. And that apparently the, they showed some clips or, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we really haven't seen what James Gunn can video do when he has kind of in hall age. Right. Like, and, when it he was has, you know, incredibly a few different and incre- incredibly powerful uh, yeah, what movies they were under showing. his belt with the, those so, characters. Um, and after he's really done the development that he that. does, what can he really do emotionally with the whole thing? I'm looking forward to that aspect of things. So, yeah. Uh, 
The next movie would have been the Marvels. Uh, so just to give a sense of the, the timeline, uh, so movie, Quantum Mania, television, spring 2023. So what was the next movie Secret that they... Invasion, uh, uh, May 5th, 2023, Guardians of the Galaxy, season, or, uh, episode, uh, Volume 3. Uh, Echo, which is the spinoff from Hawkeye, uh, is going to be summer 2023. Also summer 2023 is Loki, Season 2. And then July of 2023 is The Marvels, which is the crossover using uh, Monica Rambeau's Photon, uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, and Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan. Season two. Um, Based on the end of the Ms. Marvel TV series, it seems that that is going to be a multiversal problem in the sense that uh, in the post-credit scene, they switched places. Um, Seemingly... The, with the possibility that Ms. The, the Captain Marvel is just a comic book hero in uh, Kamala Khan's universe. So that'll be interesting. Because um, they were very careful to point out that there was like Avengers Khan and stuff, but I don't think they actually specifically mention that those things happened in their world, did they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she got a lot of her information because mm-hmm. she talks about Ant-Man a lot. And how he has yeah, a podcast right. where he yeah, talks okay. about uh, the stuff that happened. And that, and that's kind of, I, a lot of the insiders saying that's how people know what happened in Endgame and know about the kind of the nitty gritty about some of the stuff is that Scott Lang, you know, who in the clip that they showed from Quantumania, he also has a book right. that he coming out talking about all those experiences and stuff like that. So, okay. Fair enough. So anyway, I think the Marvels will be fun. I do think that's of the stuff announced, that'll be the underdog, I think, in terms of um, what people's expectations are. I feel like I'm probably going to love it um, just because I can't imagine, um, you know, anything was with, with Ms. Marvel, uh, just mm-hmm. the awesomeness of that show. I can't imagine that movie being bad. Um, and then, so then the next movie after that, in November of 2023 is Blade. And I don't have a lot of thoughts on that. Just more, I guess, generally in the sense of the timeline being the way things are. It doesn't seem like there's going to be any other projects mentioned in there. So that, to me, would be the most likely place we'll see Black right. Knight again. From the end of Eternals. Otherwise, why have that clip in the, in the Eternals credits of Blade's voice and talking about the sword? Um, so I'm curious as to whether taking, yeah, go ahead. Rumor, rumors, rumors that Anthony Starr has been approached to play, uh, Dracula in the Blade movie. Hasn't been confirmed, but. I'm fine with Anthony Starr playing anything. I mean, yeah. I think he's a, he's a terrific actor. I actually almost feel like there are other characters that he almost would be better at. Um, there's a few, like what I'd like to see in blade is them heading toward a midnight suns kind of, t- kind of storyline where, you know, with like Hellstorm and, uh, Johnny blaze and blade and sort of like the supernatural Marvel heroes, uh, forming a team. I would love to see that. Um, so then in fall of 2023 is Ironheart, uh, who is Riri Williams, who's being introduced in Wakanda forever. Um, 
I find it interesting, I guess, you know, Wakanda Forever is coming out in November and then her show is coming out almost a full year later. So we're starting to see with Marvel having to kind of remember this character from back in this movie before now yeah. she's got a TV series. Uh, and, and, uh, I, that was the other thing generally is that like, by the, t- I don't know if you thought about this, but by the time phase six is ended, we'll be in our fifties. Like, I mean, like that seems, yeah, maybe- I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, it, it, that struck me and I was just like, wow, that, uh, yeah, that's, that's more of a personal thing, I guess, but whatever. Um, so then, Winter of 2023 and possibly into New Year of 2024 is Agatha. Um, it was originally called uh, House of Harkness. Now it's called Agatha Coven of Chaos. Um, not sure what we should expect there other than Catherine Hahn coming back. Um, and more witches with a possibly, coven, I would think. Possibly a bit of a sequel to WandaVision in certain story beats. Um Huge announcement was Daredevil Born Again, 18 episodes in spring Mm -hmm. of 2024. I'm really hoping that that's going to be sort of bringing together the Netflix heroes, like Daredevil being the main one. But Daredevil, my vision for it, especially if they're at 18 episodes, would be to have Daredevil be kind of the glue between the Netflix shows and the MCU shows that we've had, because they're showing that he's going to be interacting with Spider-Man freshman year. They've shown he's going to be interacting with She-Hulk. So he's, he is making appearances. So I'm hoping that in the series, then we'll also, that he'll bring in Punisher and power man. And hopefully the new iron fist will kill the previous iron fist and we'll have somebody (laughs) that's actually serviceable. Um, And then the, so face, Five ends with Captain America New World Order. No, nope, and nope. I just, and, and then Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts ends oh, and Phase Five. Thunderbolts. Oh, Thunderbolts is the final movie. I thought Thunderbolts was the first movie of Phase Six. No, Fantastic Four is the first movie of Phase oh, Six. Okay, so Thunderbolts. I was surprised Thunderbolts was going to be a movie. I could have sworn it was going to be a TV series, but I guess it's going to be a movie. Well, and I wonder with that like the whole idea of Captain America being right before it makes sense that you have Captain America, new world order. Um, all these things are happening. We don't have really an Avengers team. And if the chaos of, you know, Kang's interactions and stuff that's going on is really starting to spin out of control and there's not an Avengers team to step up, then it makes sense that you end phase five with a Thunderbolts team that kind of becomes the government's replacement of an Avengers and a team that they control, which is what they really wanted with Avengers with the Sokovia Accords and stuff like that, but didn't get all I want. All I want for Thunderbolts is Zemo to be in charge. Hmm. But I think my thinking is that they'll have an analog for a lot of the heroes. So my guess is their Hulk is going to be abomination. Yeah. The fact that they're bringing, they've brought him back in just a little bit here and there. So I think abomination is going to be in the Thunderbolts. I think U S agent for sure. Uh, that like, that's, there's no question in my mind that U S agent that he's going to be in that. And then probably Yelena, Yelena and then possibly Kate Bishop. Maybe. Yeah. But because we don't really know what's going to happen to her beyond 
and they haven't announced anything Young Avengers. So I have to think that it'll be analogs of the Avengers that are in there. Um, so, so maybe Iron, maybe Ironheart as well. Then, so who knows? And the yeah. new Black Panther, I don't know. But I, I think we're going to see a proto Avengers, like more of a, yeah. I just hope it's cool. Um, and so just to wrap things up here, so Phase Six, all they've actually announced, announced. Um, so the kind of exciting thing is the fact that there are a number of projects in Phase Six that we have no idea what they are. There yeah, are there's a lot of open dates. There are release dates for both television shows and films that we haven't heard about. So we know the first film of Phase Six is Fantastic Four, which will come out in November of 2024. We know that there is an Avengers movie called The Kang Dynasty, which is, so in 2025, they're doing a double header, kind of like with Infinity War and Endgame. They're doing Avengers Kang Dynasty in May and Avengers Secret Wars in November, which will conclude Phase 6, which has collectively phases four through six are called the multiverse saga. So what did you, what did you think so, of the, 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 those three announcements? <laughs> well, fantastic four. I expected, like yeah. I knew that was coming. I think more was like a, a bit of a disconnect there for me was the fact that they'd been saying for the longest time that fantastic four was going to end phase four. So when they kind of did the rearranging and said four five and six, my head kind of, exploded a little because i was trying to wait a minute what how is this working but um i i was excited for the official fantastic four announcement i'm really looking forward to the cast announcement i'm sure it's going to be amazing um the double avengers i did not see that coming that totally blew my mind i was so excited and particularly for kang dynasty uh, kang dynasty great excited for that kang was never a huge uh, favorite of mine though so i'm more excited for secret wars i have a strong feeling that kang is one of two villains and i think the second villain is dr doom and i think that like when you look at the layout and if you look at the history of like secret wars for example you can't have secret war in my opinion you cannot have secret wars without Dr. Doom. Um, it just, it would be very, very unsatisfying to me if you had that. I'm hoping that Dr. Doom is a stinger at the end of Wakanda forever. Uh, given that we have Namor leading Atlantis, we have Wakanda as a nation. I really, really hope that they do Dr. Doom's Latvian ruler origin that he, you know, he is doom. No, you know, modifications, no changes that he's doom with the comic book origin and that he's the way he's supposed to be. And then, therefore, I think he's, I think an underpinning or a subtext of four through six will be his rise to, you know, he's becoming more and more powerful as time, time goes by. What do you think? Well, yeah, I've been trying to, to figure that out exactly how they're going to do that because like it was interesting to have the Kang dynasty as the first of the Avengers movies and in the same phase that they have the fantastic four movie. Now 
like we like you mm. pointed out a lot of open dates in there so a lot of other projects and stuff like that so a lot of opportunity to build up this character of doom and you know and then to have secret wars so quickly after kang dynasty so my initial thought on it was that you know maybe kang dynasty so it refers to like there's the council of kangs which is also called the kang dynasty which is all these kang the conquerors from the multiverse that um Mm. are sort of warring together sort of working together and um you know so i imagine that story will revolve around that and yeah and you can almost bet that's what they're doing if they're gonna call it the kang dynasty like i see it ending like one way i see it ending is with one kang that rises above them all and all the rest are destroyed and then that is what you know, and then that being with his power creates the battle world for secret wars, um, to bring all these multiverse incursions together. And that secret wars Mm -hmm. is kind of almost X-Men versus Avengers. And from the Mm -hmm. different multiverses, you know, probably more than just two. And then what's left at the end of that for the start of phase seven is the MCU proper and that maybe even that there is no more multiverse or the multiverse is kind of locked away again. But, um, but yeah, the thought of having doom come in there and doom be a part of that. And because what if like we talked on our fantastic four episode about how in the previous iterations of Dr. Doom, it was very downplayed if not, not even really mentioned the the supernatural there was almost a shame about him right like we we can't do him the way he is in the comics that would be dumb you know what if the stinger was in i don't see them doing that what if the stinger for doom was in blade and yeah with the the supernatural Yeah, yeah yeah and then we start getting these hints about him even as you know our attention is on kang but here's all this doom stuff um, going on in the background type thing so that the Kang dynasty is, isn't ended by the Avengers, but it's doom who destroys him and takes his power. And then that and leads to wars, the secret yeah. wars, you know? See, and I was, I was thinking that because I think it would be a mistake for Marvel to kind of repeat the whole Thanos thing. Um, like basically having a singular villain, uh, having sort of, uh, a bit of a background power struggle, if you will, of, of, you know, doom and Kang, maybe doom kind of being more in the background throughout things. And then he makes his move. So there, I mean, it would be really powerful to have, you know, the end of Kang dynasty, the heroes work their butts off and they defeat Kang. Right? They, oh yeah, woo! We defeated Kang, right? And it's like, yes, thank you for defeating Kang for me. Now I have his power, and things are really going to get bad. You know, like have Doom kind of come in and go, "You did, you played things exactly the way I hoped you would." Um, oh man, that would be great. <laughs> Having Doom being behind the Thunderbolts ultimately would be awesome. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who controls Valeria or whatever her name is. No, not Valeria, but. Uh... Valentina. Well, she Julie, is, Julie she Louise is Madame Hydra. She's Madame Hydra. 
she's Madame Hydra. So maybe having Red Skull back, bring Red Skull back, have like really build like almost like a anti Avengers. Um, who knows? I mean, there's so much potential. I mean, so to kind of wrap up, you know, everything from what would you say it is? How are you feeling about the the future of of Marvel and just? Are you looking forward to the next few years of entertainment or is it kind of like overwhelming or well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, but I've been on board all along and I have the background to be able yeah. to sort a lot of this stuff out. I worry about somebody like, yeah, they've got our money. They we're going to see these things they are keeping us interested, but it's the new fans. Like uh, I, I'm not going to say that I worry about that because they're obviously doing, they're doing fine. Um, yeah. But, I, but I think there are going to be people that are going to be burnt out by this by so much and the amount of information that you seem to have to be able to fully appreciate some of these projects, which, you know, maybe that is part of the reason that um, phase four has been as scattered so far yeah. as it has been. Yep is that it allow it's allowing people to to take little sips of the stuff without having to turn on the full fire hose that you know phase 6 probably is going to be but yeah the prospect of getting that fantastic four the finding out how they're going to work mutants into it um if they are i hope i think my hope with all of this is that at the end of phase 6 is that the multiverse thing is done that it's no longer an option and that it's gone so that there is, if we're going to have universes that they are either completely separate or, um, or there is only one. And my, my suspicion is at the end of phase six. So by the, by the end of like, so after secret wars is over, that it will be basically a, a full on reset where it's, you know, we have a new Iron Man, new Captain America, some of the characters like new Steve Rogers, I should say not. I think that Falcon will be around for a while. Cap, uh, Cap Falcon. But I, I could see them doing like, we need to say that this is the end of this because it'll be 16 years with a storytelling. Right. So this is the end of this 16 years of storytelling. And so now you don't have to have seen all the stuff that's gone before. You can start here, right? So whatever comes around 2026, you can start here and you're not going to feel like you're constantly missing out on something. Um, I'm hoping that's what they do. Even as a fan, I mean, I love the continuity. I love all that stuff. I will follow it. I will watch it. I just really don't think that it's sustainable to just keep perpetually having well, continuity. And I think- um, over the course of 20 years. Yeah, and I think that's know, where it becomes important to have, <laughs> but, uh, um, to introduce like it's totally whether ground. it's the new of or young Avengers or a uh, West coast Avengers or whatever they want to call it. But you know, these younger characters that they've been introducing a lot of, um, mm. that, yeah, they're tied to the history of stuff going on, but you know, allow them to tell new stories and different stories in new ways. And, and like, even although it's interesting, like with the fantastic four movie, I guess Feige mm-hmm. was saying that uh, it's not going to be an origin story that uh, people are kind of familiar with the origin that they don't need to rehash that again, that it's just going to be 
going into whatever they're going to tell. But um, I think, yeah, D23, I think we'll get some more details of some of these projects, maybe a hint of what, you know, like what the Captain America movie will look like. Um, I think She-Hulk, like I even, I look, I look at something like She-Hulk, which is mid-August and Daredevil being, you know, having a little piece in that, you know, starting to find out, is this in fact the Netflix Daredevil? Yeah. Um, is it the same or like, is the multiverse playing a role in that or, um, kind of sorting that piece of it out? Um, Mm -hmm. and so then that gives us, you know, a little bit to anticipate what, you know, what the born again is, um, Daredevil's born again is going to be. And cause then people are going to start wondering, okay, so where is Punisher? And, you know, is it, you know, is that, I know I am. The history, is <laughs> the really history relevant or not? Yeah. I, I, my prediction for 2026 when they announce phase seven is that the year prior, because of the way things are in the entertainment industry, Disney will have acquired Warner Brothers. Uh, and phase seven will be Marvel versus DC. And it will. <laughs> anyway. Well, coming SDCC 2026 is the announcement of Marvel. I hate making predictions like that because I say those things in joke. The last time I did that, I said, you know, just wait. It's going to be Prime Minister Trudeau. This is before Justin Trudeau got elected. And it'll be he'll be talking to President Donald Trump. And when I posted that on Facebook, tons of people were like, no way. That'll never happen. Fast forward one year later totally happened. So I hope I'm wrong, but (laughs) (laughs) so anyways, anything else, Mike? And maybe Feige retires after, uh, the end of phase Phase six six. and takes over DC. I wouldn't blame the guy. So, but yeah, right on. Well, thank you. And this is our, season finale so we're going to be gone for august and then we will pick up again in september maybe a little retooled with some new enthusiasm and some new ideas if you've been listening to us all along thank you for listening to us and uh, we'll see you when we pick up with season two yep. anything to add mike it has no, been a it's trip good. <laughs> yep. yeah that's see the end of our then. phase one phase two starts in <laughs> september <laughs> Just be aware there is no stinger at the end of the credits. All right.